welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Marshall. Total Auto Solutions. I thank you guys as always for listening. We really do appreciate it. And, you know, the DMs you guys send, it's just awesome. Uh, the feedback that we get, what you guys have learned, motivation, you know, then that's that's just no way to describe it. It's just awesome. You know, uh, thank you so much for letting us know that you're getting stuff out of the podcast. So that's why DJ and I do it. Um, hey, so this episode is at the Tulsa Technology School. Uh, They have a class for detailing. And so if you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard some episodes where I've been there speaking, and that's what this is. Uh, I'd go a little bit different direction on this roundabout. Uh, Interesting guys that are there. There's a couple females, which is cool. And um, we dive into a couple different things, which I don't know that I've said publicly, a couple little different tidbits. And um, no beer, just a straight detail talk at the Tulsa Technology School. So thank you, Manny, for inviting me out and having me speak. Thank you very much for the training and the teaching that you put on. You are definitely a, a very big inspiration, a very big benefit also to our industry to be doing what you do is uh, is very impressive and thank you um, for everything that you've done so everybody else go hit up Fonzel Brown he's got two different accounts on IG I think it's the one where he's at SEMA it's a selfie I think that's the one that uh, that is active we've tagged him in some other stuff so find him he goes by Manny his full name is Fonzel Brown and uh, you guys should follow him. You should reach out, uh, grab tons of information from that guy. He's been detailing much longer than most everybody else that listens to this podcast. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoy. All right, but before we get into the podcast, I'm breaking in one more time. This is like opening part two. I wanted to explain real quick. So, the very first part, 45 minutes or so, is the classroom setting. Um open discussion, some Q&A, and then we go out to uh, the detail bay, and that's where we start getting into detail. So um, there'll be a transition phase, and that uh, that's where we're, you know, talking about pads, talking about enhancement, correction. And um, I try and go in and out of the audio, you know, if the buffers are running and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, now you can enjoy and make it a great day. So that's, that's sort of the first thing to do. Detailers of Oklahoma on Facebook. And like I said, feel free to post whatever you want, ask whatever questions you want. What's been really cool about that is, is what you've seen. A lot of people will actually refer business. Hey, I got this phone number. Sally at such and such needs a express detail. She's in so, you know, and they'll just start sending, referring work back and forth. Or they've got problems, right? Hey, I got this car, da 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 da. Anybody help or 
hey, we've got aluminum we can't polish. What can we do? I mean, it's literally an open forum for detailers to help each other out. All right, so go join it and then be a part of the community. Um, on uh, If any of you are on IG, you can find us at Total Auto Solutions. That is not an open forum. That is a place to find a lot of great information and um, kind of hear about the story of us as uh, a company. So when I do these uh, little discussions, so thank you, Manny, for the uh, invite. I always try and make a difference so that Manny doesn't fall asleep. He's only, he's only fallen asleep three times, so I'm, I'm good right now. Uh, so we always kind of do a little bit different. I try and mix it up, but for the most part, uh, I'll kind of share a little bit about who I am, and then I want to definitely hear about you. I want to make it as uh, relevant about the needs and the questions you guys have, so I want to do a Q&A at the end. Um, but before I get started, I want to kind of find out who you guys are. Okay, so just give me a little bit of brief info, you know, why are you taking the class, why are you here, what, you know, a little bit about your story. Oh, well, my name is Garland. You're up front, man, so you, yeah, you get picked <laughs> on first. Yeah. And I initially uh, got into the class to uh, get into detailing my class of cars. Oh, nice. And so I ended up getting a job at New Hall detailing the trucks. Cool. Well, good. How do you like it? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Nice. Uh, my name is Tyler. Um, I've been in the industry professionally for about 12 years. Um, on the mechanical side of it, I detailed professionally for a uh, Chevrolet dealership for about three years. Um, uh, what Chevy store? Uh, Smith Chevrolet in Fort Smith before that sold out to Ork. Oh, so are you from Fort Smith? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so not, yeah, okay. So what's that, an hour and a half? Two, two hours. Oh, it's a full two hours? Yeah. Wow. It's an hour and a half to sell Oh, that's right. Anybody been to Iron Horse Mountain Barbecue? Wild Horse? Wild Horse, yeah, 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 yeah. Wild Horse. Anybody, have you made it over there? No, anybody, like, you want to talk about barbecue, it's like a shack that looks like it's about to fall over. You walk in, woods, I mean, it's creaky, it's, but it's, it's great. But they've got, I don't know how many autographs up on the wall. Oh, yeah, 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 legendary. Legendary barbecue for Arkansas. Yeah. Salisaw, well, I guess it's Oklahoma, Salisaw, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. yeah. So I went to a school at Washita, oh, really? uh, over in Arkadelphia, and I would I would try, I wouldn't make Washita it all the time. Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife, that's where she graduated. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Anyway, I'm just a joke. Uh, what, when did she graduate? Uh, 14. Okay, yeah, nice. That's about 14 years later than me. <laughs> getting up there <laughs> uh yeah but i would try well i mean if my dad ever went with us or like he was driving or we ever went and did anything over that way we always had to go there mm -hmm. um it's been there forever yeah. i know it it switched a little bit once they changed the highway yeah, yeah. that the highway is a big deal well, they, when they, they moved had, it off the highway they've got a, a loop cut out just for the yeah just to go to well the they house, should so, yeah. yeah that's um, awesome but yeah, so I've, I've been out of it, uh, been out of the profession for a few years now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just want to get kind of caught back up, um, see what's new. Um, I'm actually uh, got a job for Collision Works in Broken Arrow. Um, starting out as detail, then moving into uh, paint prep and finishing. Okay, awesome. Are you going to drive over for that all the time? 
Uh, I live, it's, it's just like five minutes from my house. Oh, you live here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That's not a bad drive then to come. No, 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 no. Yeah, we, yeah, just, yeah. we just moved up here about, uh, about a year ago. Oh, okay, okay. Makes sense. Hi, I'm Micah. Hey, Mike. Uh, Micah. Yeah. And, uh, I came to this class. Uh, it was a gift to me to come here. My mom paid for it. That's like a gift to me because I couldn't afford to go here. Um, good mom. So she paid for it. What's it called? Tulsa Best Auto. Okay. Yeah. So, nothing too crazy, but I detail on the side, and I buy, like, all my chemicals from uh, Marvin. Cool. And, uh, yeah, just Oh, man, it was, you get to know me, it doesn't matter. Like, Barney and I, we go out and drink it, you know. Oh, yeah. We like to keep it friendly. So, there's plenty out there. Yeah. Well, good. Glad you're here. We've been able to, I mean, I'm sure you have, but I mean, learned some stuff that then helped you then. Oh, yeah. yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Marvin. I work with AMP. And I do detailing on the side as well. And came here to learn more about what I have and what other people have. <coughs> awesome. And trying to expand my education. And how long have you been detailing on the set? Uh, like about two years. Just just started getting into it. I mean, I was cleaning my own car at times, but then when I started working for MP, I started doing it on the side. Cool. Glad you're here. Thanks. And, and I mean that in all sincerity. Not everybody that works at a chemical provider or somebody that sells products actually takes the time to learn the process of what they're selling. So that speaks a lot of volumes for you. Glad you're here. Um, I'm Josh. Um, I've been doing detailing on the side for um, about three years now. Um, just wanting to get into it professionally a little bit, maybe as a detailing job over the summer. Um, yeah. Get a detailing job over the summer? I mean, are you in school or what? Okay, where do you go? Bishop Kelly. Oh, nice. Comments, huh? Yeah. Oh. Not for long. Not for long? Are you about to graduate? Yeah. Congrats. And then what? <coughs> uh, TCC and then uh, NSU. Yeah. I wish we had the program that they have now. TCC. <laughs> that would have been nice. At where? Lightning Auto Sales. What was it? Lightning Auto Sales. Lighting? Lightning. Lightning? Mm -hmm. Here in Tulsa or where? It's here in Tulsa. Oh, I hadn't heard of it. Where's it at? It's on Memorial. North, I guess. I don't exactly remember the address by memory. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, I just figure it's north. Is it a little like, like where buy here, pay here type? Yes. Cool. How long have you been there? Okay. Nice. I can use them. I can get more knowledge on how to clean them, besides the basics. Yeah. Do you find it, uh, 
once you start on a vehicle, you love to just dive in and zone in and get it done, and then you can space out and go randomly do all your other stuff? And now every time I see dirt, I'm disturbed. Wait, say that again? Now every time I see dirt on a car, I'm disturbed. <coughs> oh. So you went a little OCD also. Okay. Don't look at my truck. Don't look at my truck. All right, who's hiding behind the uh, screen back there? He's gone. What's up, man? What? Okay. Well, good. <coughs> Have you done detailing before? Well, I did. I did spray the inside of the car. Okay. Well, good, man. I'm glad you're here. I'm just here auditing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. So we better be on our best behavior, huh? <laughs> Gotta audit. You're good. You're good. <laughs> So a little bit about me. I, mean, I grew up here in Tulsa. Uh, I uh, grew up in a very conservative uh, Southern Baptist home, uh, which is why I went to Washtenaw Baptist. Uh, and uh, my whole journey basically through high school, college, and even into, I took some time, uh, went to seminary, was to go into uh, working with the church. And... Um, it just didn't fit. I mean, my whole way, I always had issues. Never openly talked about them, just inside. I always debated a lot of things that was going on. And um, and and just it seemed like every church I worked for, I didn't fit, right? Uh, I Every job I worked at, I didn't really fit because I could just get the stuff done really easily and then I was kind of bored with whatever else I had left to do. Um, and I was complaining to a roommate one night. I would have been, this was 2002, I would have been like, what, uh, 23, I think, 23, 24. And uh, I was just complaining to a roommate about, was so unhappy and never could figure out what I wanted, like just upset, not happy. And uh, I was working at South Tulsa Baptist, uh, 103rd and Sheridan. And we were living over on 81st and I, uh, went with my roommate to Kit's Takey Audi at 81st and Sheridan. Still, which you probably heard me say 50,000 times, still one of the best sesame chickens here in Tulsa. So if you love sesame chicken, Kit's Takey Audi is incredible. And uh, he just said, you know, hey, I've seen some guys cleaning cars. Um, this would have been a grocery store at the time. You guys know at 101st and Sheridan where there's a fitness center? And Sky, yeah. So it used to be a grocery store, and he had seen some guys pull up, and there was a little spigot that they would wash people's car when they were getting their 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 groceries, and people were washing their cars. He said, "Well, why don't you do that?" And I said, "Well, I had a Zuzu Rodeo at that time, still one of my favorite vehicles of all time." And uh, I said, "You know, I kind of like cleaning my car." I randomly, I was so unhappy, I just said, "You know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do it," and. Uh, Went out and got a loan, $4,000 loan from the bank. Um, went down to 
really not far from where the warehouse is now. There's a, a, a place I found to put together a power washer and stuff, and I bought a trailer, single axle trailer. It wasn't enclosed. I bought all my equipment and everything for $4,000, and uh, I started cleaning cars. And uh, first car I cleaned was a big, giant expedition for a girl that I was trying to date. <laughs> and she said that uh, her parents had this car that needed a detail. And uh, about, I don't know, like eight or nine hours later, I finally got done with it. <laughs> and I came in complaining again. I was like, ah. Oh. And Chad, uh, Chad Raver, who um, he still lives here in town. Um, and he, uh, he said, don't worry, you'll get faster. And so I just kept going, cleaned a couple more cars, and uh, we were at this like little staff retreat. And uh, I just, sitting at the end of the meeting, I just zoned out through the whole meeting of being on staff and just had really checked out. And I just, uh, they said, anybody else got to say anything? And I said, you know what, I, I want to put in my resignation. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I mean, it could have been weeks. I don't remember. It was just, it was full-time gig I mean working with the church is pretty cushy and uh, I just bounced I just jumped and took the leap and started cleaning cars man I don't know it was it was wild that was 2002 um, so I know everything from starting that grind and starting to grow to how to handle customers that are upset to how to give away your work and when you give away free stuff maybe you know you land some good accounts with customers and how to grow we were nobody knew what mobile detailing was in 2002 um there was only a couple people uh, around doing it and um i grew it for three years and um then a couple of my customers said hey they wanted to start a car wash with me and so in 2006, uh, I had sold out of my uh, mobile detailing company for a whopping, like, I think it was $7,000. <laughs> so, you know, when you grow a detailing business, it's not exactly uh, a, lot of, um, a lot of revenue when you, when you try and make an escape. And um, opened up Zud's Car Wash at uh, 111th and Memorial. It's now Bixby Cruise Inn Auto Spa. Ran that for a couple years, really fell in love with it, loved the process, loved everything about car washing. Um, we grew a detail shop to uh, 18 to 20 grand a month through there. Started really growing. At first it was incredibly slow. Uh, nobody knew what we were. People came up and I thought we were a Mexican restaurant. Uh, once again, we were really new uh, to the industry. Now if you go over there, you've got five different car washes within that block. I mean, there's, there's so many washes. so. Uh, I left there in 2008, uh, a customer that was coming through there, um, kind of lured me over with another guy to, he was going to build 10 washes and wanted me to GM all 10 washes. And I liked that opportunity. I liked the challenge of it. It was again, something new. Um, I could start and create and grow. I did that for a couple years. And if you guys remember 2009, 2010, the housing market was really terrible his main source of income was housing. That's what he did. Um, the, the car washing was his side gig. So he took a, a big hurt. So I was, you know, I was the highest paid guy. I mean, it made sense. He didn't meet me. He was only gonna build one wash after that. He's now closed it all. Um, so I, I was released, relieved of my duty. And um, I had to call my wife with 
I had a three-year-old and like a six-month-old. And I uh, had to call my wife to come pick me up because uh, I had a company vehicle. And um, just, but I'd kind of seen the writing on the wall. And just before that, I, I had a little bit of money in my savings account and I put it all on chemicals and uh, put it in my garage and started selling chemicals out of my garage. And so 2010, that's when I started. So, I mean, I, I get the, um, once again, just had to start growing, start doing something. And uh, so literally for five or six years, I detailed cars and sold chemicals. Um, be able to stay afloat, stay going, stay moving. Chemical business is extremely tough. It's cutthroat. It, was that a question? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so this is like a super weird question, but since like you did that for so long on the side, how did taxes affect that? How did taxes affect what? Like detailing? Detailing on the side and then selling chemicals. Well, if the customer pays cash, um, it doesn't affect it at all. Okay, well, that, that's all I need. As long as you don't put that cash in the bank. Yeah. But you could keep a little envelope, and um, you need to you need to uh, talk off the record about things. <laughs> no, I mean it, you know if if customers pay cash, you like I said, you don't put it in the bank, and you use that to pay for stuff that you can't write off with the business. I mean that's that's what you do. Um, but uh, it, it really hasn't been until the past uh, three years or so that uh, I've been able to kind of transition more full-time into chemicals. And uh, part of that's age. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot of superheroes like Manning. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I'm constantly amazed that he just continues to rock and roll on a day-in, day-out basis. I couldn't do it. I needed to kind of transition a little bit. And um, and we've been able to do that. Some of that's been from coming out with our own line of products. We um, kind of start seeing, given that I detail, am a detailer, um, as you guys have all started playing with different products and using different stuff, one of the things that detailers like to do is they like to go, I think you're a perfect example of this because you'll grab a product and you'll go, oh, this will work really good with this, and you'll blend the two, and you know that's that's sort of one of your niche things that you do, right? Yeah. It's it's a thing that detailers like. We find products that we know that we like, and then we use them, and we know that it'll work in this certain way, and we can use it in this certain way, and we can do it that way, right? Um, so if I started to come across a product that I really liked, I started going, wait a second. Wait, we could come out with this with our own brand and our own label. And so that's what we started to do. And we started first with uh, Max the Jeweler, which was a polisher, because looking at the industry three years ago, we really only had Roops or Rupees, however you want to say it, and Flex. Those were really the only two ones that we had on the market. So we tried to, to come in with one, and then right as we were coming, everybody else saw the same thing. And now everybody's got a polisher, which is cool. You know, it, it, everything in the market's always going to ebb and flow and it's going to equal out. Um, then we came out with coatings uh, about two and a half years ago. And uh, those have been doing exceptional well. Total Auto Solutions is, is the main company, but then Next Level Coatings. So 
Um, we've got anywhere from your entry level YWAX, which lasts six months up to 12 months. Um, so easy to use. Why would you ever wax your car again? Does exceptionally well for mobile detailers. Um, Onyo is our one to two year coating. And then our kind of our flagship is uh, CC 105. And it's literally a national brand that uh, it's hard to compete against. You can put down one single layer that acts as three to five years of protection. And uh, we go up against brands like G Technique and people compare it directly exactly the same as Ultra Serum and some of those, some of the big ones from G Technique. So um, it's cool that we found a product that's that way and we can compete on such a level. Um, we then came out, we've got our own pad system, which is cool. Um, nobody in the market has a pad system that's directly uh, purposed for soft paint. So when you guys start doing, we get into paint correction, right? There's a difference between just a good buff and a polish, which we call an enhancement. And then paint correction is trying to get 90 to 95% of all impurities out of the paint. And a lot of that, hap a lot of trying to get that last, you know, 80, you know, you can get an 80, 85, but to get that last 10, 15%, many times it's getting all those real fine marrings out. Those happen because your pad might have been too stiff at the first when you're compounding, or your polish might not, a pad might not have been the right one. So it's all about finding that, that right process to get your compound pad, your polish pad, and then your finishing pad all to line up. And nobody has one for a soft paint. <coughs> like Porsche GMC trucks are notoriously horrible. And so we've then come out with a soft paint system. So our pads are doing really well. We like those. Um, and then HyperClean, which is um, hopefully gonna be our, our, our kind of like industry, industry changer. Um, so I'm just gonna use you guys as an example. I apologize, but you're here, so you know it is what it is. A lot of times when, uh, you guys do a good job actually, but a lot of your competitors and a lot of other um, chemical providers in Oklahoma as well as across the country uh, that go and drop off a five gallon cube of degreaser or car wash soap or cleaner, usually they will take it and drop it off, right? Brand new, here you go and the customer will use it a week or two later, they're empty, they need another one, and so you would come and drop them off another new one. And then the one that they had used generally gets thrown in the trash. Now, given being a blender and given our environment here in Oklahoma, uh, we reuse a lot of those. So I'm sure you pick them back up. I know we pick them back up, and there's a couple other companies that will pick up and reuse that plastic. But across the country, not very many people do that at all. We have a couple of distributors of our coatings that we go and train, and when I go into their warehouse, it's nothing but brand new five gallon cubes, and they don't do any reusing, they don't do any recycling, they simply just, when a customer needs a new one, they go drop off a new one. And you talk about people freaking out about plastic straws in our country, the amount of plastics that we waste in our industry is absurd. And so we've come out using the Tide uh, refill bag concept. If you guys have seen that, where Tide came out with these bags that you go and refill your plastic container with. So we've done that with degreaser, we've done that with soap, and we've done that with interior cleaner. And I just today, which is exciting for me, 
sent off my payment for our phobic, which is our, if you guys have heard of bead maker or like a water-based uh, one to two year protectant, um, we just sent off our payment to get the bags made for that. So we'll be able to send bags of phobic out. And these are refillable bags that you go and use the same five gallon cube. You pour in the product, you fill it up with water, and then it's still a concentrate from that and they can dilute it further. So um, we've been able to go in across the country and deliver these you know, via UPS or FedEx or UPS, whatever, and we can ship bags versus big cubes of plastic. So we're really trying to, with that line, change the way our industry handles plastics. Because I don't know if you guys have seen photos of whales that are starting to eat plastics and dying, the amount of fish that eat plastics, the amount of birds, all that aquatic life that's dying for plastics. And if we don't ever start changing as a society and definitely as our industry, I mean, there was a, I did a video earlier because I was doing some, uh, some research because somebody had asked me a question. I was doing a little bit of research and I ran across a video of uh, these big giant drums sitting out on the beach and this lady was cleaning up plastic and they're just these random big blue 55 gallon drums. Whose industry was that from? That was us. You know, you, there was a, a video of, you know, the big giant garbage patch out in the ocean between Hawaii and Asia. You guys heard about that? It's the size of Texas, nothing but plastics. There's a, they call it Midway, which is this little island that I guess we had to fight off Japan way back decades ago um, to keep them from coming uh, across. And even there, there was, they pulled out, there's this cube of plastic. Where was that from? That's from our industry, right? So our industry throws away so much plastic and if a water bottle is gonna last 400 years. Just imagine how long that cube's gonna last. Exactly. And nobody in our industry, no one, even is on their blimp and radar of, hey, maybe we should make a change for this. And so we're trying to do that. And that's what HyperClean is. Um, so anyway, that's, that's a little bit of background about us um, and me as a company, me as a, a person. Um, but like I said, when mostly I wanted to take this time to answer questions, give a little bit of insight and try and help you. So with, with being so young, right, um, with working at dealerships, um, but does anybody have, I know you, you're working at, uh, at a location, you want to work on your own private cars. Anybody have, you're just going to do on the side, or anybody want to go full-time, or what are you guys thinking? I'm, I'm doing part-time, full-time. Full-time. Oh, I'm sorry, what? I'm saying do part-time since I don't work that long. Okay, cool, part-time. Um, uh, at, at a dealership? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build on my clientele so I don't have to go to work anymore and I can do that full time because, I mean, it's a passion, you know, it's something I enjoy doing rather than getting up and going to work. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, it takes a very special person to be able to, to make it all the way through. Um, I was, Marcus, you know, as, as you, you know, Marcus, uh, he was commenting today about uh, DJ Patterson. If you guys don't know DJ Patterson, um, he has the largest uh, mobile detailing company in the state of Oklahoma. And Marcus was commenting about how DJ will work all day. He'll go and do coatings at night, and then he's back at the grind the next morning. 
climb, grind, whatever you want to call it, to be able to, you can have an idea, you can have a theory of what you want to do. It takes inside your gut to be able to get up day in and day out and go and produce and keep going and keep going, right? I compete against, you compete, we compete, like, you're always going to have competitors, you're always going to have people you go against, you're always going to have customers that are unhappy, you're always going to have customers that are happy, you're always going to have cost, you're always going to have expenses, like, it's a daily, daily, daily continuing to grow and continuing to keep after it, so if that's what you want to do, man, kudos to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to work for the man, I'm trying to be the man. Okay. Well, I would say your first lesson would be not try and be the man. Your first lesson should be you work for everybody else. Um, I, I don't, people will say, hey, you know, I, it must be awesome to not have a boss. It was like, you know what? I have probably 30-ish bosses. Every one of my customers, and then it, I know, it's probably more than that. It's probably in the hundreds. Not only just the customer, then it's the manager, under, like then it's the detailer. Like anybody and everybody that needs something, they're my boss. So I wouldn't, I, w I would just, if you think about this in five years, you remember work for people and make their lives better and do them justice and you'll be, it's much, it's much better than saying you just want to be the boss. I know, I know, I wasn't, I wasn't coming at, I'm just trying to give you a little bit of info from uh, seven, 17 years. So, what about you, man? Um, kind of, kind of like you said there. Uh, I had the idea that I wanted to go in it on my own. <clears throat> I didn't really want to do a, a mobile setup, but more of a standalone location. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that I'm ready for the for the financial burden of it. Um, and I'm I'm kind of at the point where I mean, and I know I'm not you know, nothing against it, but I mean I'm not as old as you and I haven't been in it as long as you have. He said, nothing against you, <laughs> but, I'm not uh, as old as you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to turn 30. Um, I'm kind of at the point where I'm kind of stuck, tired of starting over again. And, oh, bro. <laughs> and I Remember how many times I said oh, that yeah, I started? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I get it. I eventually got to the point where I go, I'm tired of starting over. Um, but I think, I think for the time being, I want to get in with a good company that I know is going to take care of me. I can take care of them, kind of have each other's back, kind of deal until I am ready for that that next that next step, and you know, have a chance to to you know perfect my craft and and figure out what I'm doing before I just lunge in and, and mess something up and be stuck with it. You know, so that's that's kind of where I'm now, and it it may change in the future, but um, let me see where it goes from this point. Baby steps with it. Okay, it's tough, right? I mean, you got a wife. Yeah, a wife, two kids. Oh, you got two kids. Yeah. Oh, you got one yeah. on the way. Yeah, and we're in the middle of middle of trying to buy a house. Yeah. So I mean, we've it's it's crazy right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. You it's the, 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 buying a house, being self-employed is extremely difficult, especially being a detailer. It's extremely difficult. So. Yeah, especially you know coming up here. Um, Neither one of us know 
anybody up here. So yeah, uh, you know she's she's from Memphis, and I'm you know I'm from uh, from Poto, but you know all my contacts were in Fort Smith. Hey, you know what's famous about uh, Poto? No, I don't. The world's highest hill, man. Excuse me. The world's highest hill. It's one foot from being a mountain. One thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine feet. Hmm? Where is this at? Poto. <laughs> Poto. Right outside of uh. Uh, right off of Fort Worth? No, this is No, uh, this is down. This would be like south of Fort Smith. Yeah, about 30 minutes. Yeah, this is like. You, southwest. You go to Salisaw, and then you go down Highway 7? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, yeah. 7's at Poto. Uh, or 7's at Poto. 59. 59, that's where it is. 59 goes straight into the yeah. yeah. But they, yeah. they take. Uh, they take Home road, of the World's Highest Hill. They take road graders up there. Yeah. They yeah. take road graders up there every year and just to, just to level it up and keep it right there. <laughs> so so wait a minute. So you saying it's still growing? Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. The plates are moving. Yeah. Always. So it's it's like an inch or something like that every year. So they go up there with the road graders every year mm -hmm. and keep it graded World's down. World's high still. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Needless information. Fun <laughs> facts. <laughs> uh, fun facts, right? But, yeah. You know, we didn't know anybody up here, um, so that's kind of one of the reasons I, I took the class was to kind of get uh, get some contacts, uh, meet some people, and uh, so far, I man, that's that dude right there is he's the man, dude. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a good one. You're right. Definitely is. What about you guys? Any any desires? Any uh, part time for now? Make it through high school and college, and maybe go full time. Then then you'll see. Yeah. But you got college, you got, you're going to have so many options. Yep. What about you? you? Happy with what you're doing? You're going to try and go by yourself or what? I'm thinking about going by myself. Thinking about it though. Yeah. Um, for now, I'm happy where I'm at. But. So, I mean, I, I didn't mean to cut. I, I, any thoughts for you? Uh, probably eventually. Um, right now, just getting into an environment where I'm just doing it all day, five days a week, mm -hmm. building up uh, practice, right, a lot of knowledge, building up the uh, the speed, and learning some new stuff. So. so, when I was driving over, I was trying to think, you know. And I, I always ask Manny, you know, like, well, who do we got? What do we, you know, trying to understand who's here so I kind of know what you guys, what would be bring the most value to you guys? And I think, I think at the end of the day, I think the most value that I could give you is, is don't piss in the stream that feeds you. Um, I know that's not exactly profound. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen the? And I've asked this question before. Nobody else has seen it, but I've I've watched random stuff coming through Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I remember seeing this advertisement for. Uh, I think it was hand washing or something. I mean, it was stupid, but it showed this third world country sketch diagram cartoon of of somebody taking a. Uh, or it was people getting um, people getting sick and they couldn't ever figure it out somebody had come in and realized that 
this community was releasing their feces and releasing their stuff right into the river. And then I go down and then I showed them fishing and, and drinking out of the river and I kind of realized, oh, well, that's what got them sick. There's, there's a lot of issues in every industry. But in our industry, there's specific issues that never seem to get fixed. Um, and one of those issues that constantly is combated between detailers and the industry, a lot of it is then the dealership world. Uh, you scroll through on Instagram, throw th scroll through on social media, you always see private shops or mobile detailers or different people always dogging car washes and always dogging dealerships, right? We like to throw stones instead of trying to help somebody solve issues. So I, I really always am thankful for this class and for what Manny does and for what the school does to be able to put themselves out here to have this class because go do a Google search. Find out how many classes there are that you can come and learn about detailing, right? There's, there, there's some out there. You're going to have, I mean, there's some really good ones where you're going to go spend four or five grand and you're going to do a week there at the location for four or five grand plus do your food, plus do your, you know, your stay, right? So you're probably going to be spending more like six grand, maybe seven, right, for one week. You guys get a much longer process for a, a lot less investment. So what the school is doing for you and doing for our industry here in Tulsa is phenomenal. And when you guys leave here, I hope that whatever information you pick up from the different people that come in, from him being here at the class and being able to help you guys, you know, as he services, I, I know you probably serve, you think you said him and a couple other guys, like help the industry, okay? Do whatever you can to not, when you have a competitor that you're going against, not to shit on them and not to downgrade them or, oh, I can do better, but do what you can to help the industry by talking about the things that you do better as a company, what sets you apart, what's better about yourself, okay? Don't downgrade somebody else. I would say that's a, one of the biggest things that would be beneficial for our industry, especially here um, and as we continue to grow. And then secondly, um, have fun. Like, not too many people get to go and do what they enjoy. When I started cleaning cars, I fell in love with it. Like, it just got in my blood. Um, I'm ADD like crazy, and I just bounce all over the walls. And what I enjoyed was I could take a project I could get this customer's car and it could come in and I can transform it. And so for the next, whether they paid for a mini detail that was gonna take 30 to 45 minutes, maybe they paid for a full detail, maybe they paid for a mini and wax, whatever they paid for, we're talking 2002, 2003, 2004. So, you know, our packages were a lot smaller. We didn't have near the stuff that we do today. I enjoyed that I could take that car and transform it and start at one part and go through a process. Um, I, if you guys know Fine Airport Parking, right? Uh, long standing company for many years, Mike Fine, you know, he passed away last year. Um, 
he had a guy that was uh, his GM for a while that had come from Right Look, and his name uh, was Mike Henley. And Mike always had a uh, saying that detailing is a systematic approach to rejuvenating something, 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 I don't remember. He would always, he was came, came from the Marines, so he would line his guys up and make them recite and remember the certain stuff, and he would grill them. Well, I was uh, had the opportunity last week to be at uh, down in Dallas for the Southwest Car Wash Convention, and the International Detailer Association asked me to help them with some of their leaders, uh, guys named like Bob Phillips. You guys heard of PNS National Brand, Bob Phillips, um, Rennie Doyle. I don't know if you guys have heard of that name. Um, and then uh, uh, Keith Duplessis, he's a, a guy that works with them too and is also part of the IDA, and then a guy named Prentice Sinclair. And um, Prentice, Bob, and Keith and I were leading a class on detailing for car wash owners. And, Keith, or, and, and Prentice defined car wash or detailing as that, and he went through that same thing. Well, it's a systematic approach to the rejuvenation of uh, and protection of vehicle something 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 he went through this thing and i went wait a second i don't know that he can't well i said that to keith and he goes oh well that's because prentice wrote the material for right look and i went oh shit wait that guy's that's badass so i'm with the guy that wrote the material for this national brand and i had already kind of fallen through anyway i went this is this is cool and so being able to be a part of the industry and being able to be a part of what you enjoy, not many people get to do it. And so take, take the systematic approach. Rejuvenate the vehicle. Enjoy what you're doing and, and have fun with it because I know a lot of people that go to whether, whether you want to be on your own, which was me, I, I never wanted, I, especially 2010 when all that happened and I had to scrape by with trying to provide for these little kids and my, my wife. I said, I never wanted somebody else to determine the amount of money that I made. Like, I never wanted to have somebody else control me like that, that guy did, right? So I get it, what you're saying. I was just kind of trying to help you, That is just a little bit better way of thinking through it. Um, but it doesn't matter if you want to go work for somebody or what you want to do, enjoy our industry. Because there's a lot worse you can do out there and have fun with it. Not many of us get to work on the cars that we get to work on, the technology that we get to mess with, the machines that are out there, like, and there's never been a better time for us to detail cars, ever. That's right. Uh, Darren came in the class last week. Oh, yeah? And he came in. Uh, Darren, uh, we call him Superman. Yeah. Yeah, he's, Superman from Channel. He came in and just blended in, sat in the back, and I'm like, and I, I let them know that we went to mobile tech. And one you, once you get in, and I, I have, with this gentleman right here, he's taken me to a whole different plateau just by riding with them and introducing me to certain people at the SEMA shows, at the mobile techs, and to, you know, and some people you see in the industry, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, it, it kind of it, it, it intimidates you until you actually meet them and you're like, oh, Okay, yeah, um, we good, you know. But you never take yourself for granted. But and then to see Darren on the poster, like I said before, 
at the mobile tech and people are like, man, who is that? He's up there with some of those key people up there. A guy being from Sharon, Oklahoma, you know, who would have thought? You know, and to, to see the technology and it changes. And so over the years, we watched this SEMA show and this detail thing that went from a small area to just. It's just exploding. It, you you yeah. cannot, you, 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 you won't use it all, but the technology will make your eyes bleed, and you'll see something right away. That that's for me. That's for me. I can use that. That will enhance it. That will take me to the, you know. And you ask just and I, and I ask this question all the time. I ask everybody that that has gone to a mobile tag or a SEMA show, you know, to those who not didn't use that. So everybody, to to my knowledge, everybody who's gone, you see their platform just kind of they take off they're a little bit higher on the food chain and the business is better and I use that technology. I, I, I mean, it's, you completely agree. It, you yeah. Know, but if you go there just to look at the cars and the drink beer and have a good time, you just waste your time. I wouldn't say a waste of time. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm this guy, but it, it comes with the territory. I mean, it just, it's one of you got to like, okay, what did I learn? It's going to be so many samples and and, and so you have to like pick the people's brain when you go out booth, you know. You know, sometimes you have to play dumb and pick and then see the sample if it's, you know, if it's smoke and mirrors, because there's so many knockoffs out there. Everybody's got a coding, everybody's got a machine. Before, there was only, like I said, two machines, you know, and then, every, and then now everybody, everybody has a compound, everybody has a. Which is good. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It means that there's plenty of options out there. But once you get good in the game, you 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 kind of you know which ones are. This is a good coding. Or that's this is a good, you know, cut product, and you kind of weed through and you know which ones to use. It's not for me to determine. It's, it's everybody's got their own individual, you know. But the, the industry is is crazy. This is nothing until you actually go with a group of guys like this, in the thousands. And to see that many people, like wow, to talk to them and get their ideas or experiences, whatnot, you know what's going on. Yeah. So, so I would say I'm, I think the last little bit that I'll throw out, um, and then if, if you guys got questions, we can keep rolling the questions. If you want to go out and play with some products, we can do that. But I think my last thing that I want to say is kind of piggyback off of there's never been a better time for detailing. And a lot of that is because of the internet, where the internet has grown. 2002, 2003, we barely did internet marketing, right? There wasn't really a thing. Uh, there was no email marketing at that point in time. I created a website that people would go and put, they would fill out a form and I would send, uh, when, when we kind of started growing, I started getting some businesses and so we would go to Warren Place, we would go to um, Cricket, we would go to a couple different, uh, there was some oil, I don't, I don't remember all of them, but we, I just, I remember we had this list of people that we'd always go see and I would send the main key person an email and say, hey, we're gonna be there on Thursday. She would send it out to all of her people. They would go to our website, they would fill out a form and <coughs> that's how I would know what we had to do on that day when I was there, right? Right? You probably like you could probably well of course, right? 
2002, 2003, the technology was way slower than what it is today. The amount that you guys can do with your phone is stupid. To take an Instagram video and put swipe up to book an appointment and you don't even have to answer a phone call. You can just show that you clean this tire or this wheel and what the process you did and why they need it. You could show a mom that had their kids run through McDonald's and their kids had spilled french fries in a chocolate shake and she had experienced this issue and you document that and then you document the process on how you cleaned it. And because of that, then you put swipe up if you've got a kid that spilt a drink. Right? It's funny, isn't it? So funny how stupid easy that is. So if you want to do stuff on the side to grow, start with that. If you want to grow a customer base, start documenting every car that you clean, showing the process of how you're doing it, why you did it, how you did it, what the purpose of doing it is, and hashtag it with whether you know whether wherever you're from oklahoma city tulsa fort smith what do you know whatever local hashtags and and still do your day job and do this on the side never been a better time to be doing a side hustle than it is today ever so don't take it for a grain of salt don't don't let it pass by you might not ever get this opportunity again i didn't have it so don't let it fly by right cool your mom paid for the class well fucking do something with it and hopefully give her some return of her investment and grow a business out of it my dad i before he died very few times he told me he was proud of me but at one time he did and the only other time and that was literally like two or three weeks before he passed before that had been many years ago when we built the car wash and he told me he never believed that i could grow and do that to start just cleaning cars with a power washer and three years later build a car wash so what you guys can do you can blow through the roof right i mean at your age the amount that you could spend time working and growing a business and learning how to market through social media stupid you have so much more opportunity than we ever had so don't let it fly by right don't piss in the stream, enjoy what you do, and spend time working. You, you've got much more technology today than anybody has ever had. So don't waste it. Cool. All right, I think uh, at this point in time, we usually go play. Yep. We're going to uh, try out some compounds, polish. We're gonna work with the Maxa Jeweler pads. We're gonna put on a couple different ceramics, let you guys play with it, and uh, Unless you guys have any other questions. Any questions? Specific, non-specific, doesn't matter. You asked a specific question, which was great. What's the local hashtag? What's the local hashtag? Um, so on Instagram, a lot of people will just, if whatever it is that they find, uh, okay, let me back up for a moment. So I have a daughter that's tw 13, she just turned 13 and nine and then when i've been with his sons we've done trips and gone to go train customers in different places and we go to a hotel 
Have you guys found that the amount of time that you spend watching TV versus the amount of time that you spend on your phone starting to fluctuate? When your kids are, are entertaining themselves, do you give them a phone, a tablet, YouTube, and that type of stuff? No. You're abnormal. <laughs> I don't even have Facebook, man. You're definitely abnormal. Um, most of society has started to begin that transition from their TV to social media and to their phones, okay? I mentioned his sons because specifically Cody, uh, which is the oldest, oldest, oldest son, we've gone and done training before, and there was at one point this whole weekend, two or three days, and we were in a hotel, and at the end of it I go, do you realize we haven't even turned on the TV? Because all of our spare time was scrolling whether that's Facebook, whether that's Instagram, whether it's Snapchat, whatever it is. And so specifically with Instagram, people will search something that they're interested in. Instead of watching TV, they might search, what's something that you really enjoy looking at? I'm not sure. Indulge me. Guitars. Guitars. What's that? Sword, you know, ninja. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if that's what you're interested in, you would go on to Instagram and you would search the hashtag katanas. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. And then you would watch battles or, you know, whatever it is that revolved around that from people that have posted. Uh, katana samurai. Okay. All right. So other people are doing the same thing. And so... If you will create videos and content revolving around something that somebody else might be interested in, and then you put in your comments these different hashtags that then they search and they will find it, that's how you can grow your company. Based off of people who are searching that hashtag and watching your video. Hopefully I can find some way to make my voice less high-pitched on video. No, you should be who you are. Well, other people might. It's high-pitched, and I don't like it. Okay. Well, then don't do video. Do photos. There's always a different way. Any other questions? Ready to go play? <laughs> oh, before we go, uh, I brought you guys some pints and polishing... Uh, Pint glasses. I have been wondering what was in the box. Yes, there's a couple different goodies. So we have a podcast. It's called Pints and Polishing Podcast. Y'all, y'all get a chance. Y'all really listen to that. You, you'll find out some some crazy cool stuff and experiences. And tune in on that because it's a, it's, it is a really good alternative to television. And you listen to some crazy stories. And the stories are crazy. I mean, it's you know. Different, they, they different invite different people on the show. Thank you. And, you, and, you know, detailing whatnot. Uh, there you go, man. If you get bored, check out the past podcast they have to kind of catch up. Oh, yeah. The cool thing about it, he, he always introduced a unique craft beer. So it's, it's kind of a... Yeah, we drink beer, we talk about detailing. Yeah. So this week, uh, Vu, who you know, yeah. uh, and then a guy named Corey, are both uh, worked at dealerships here locally. 
they're gonna come on. Vu bought us some yeah, beer. Class. Yeah, he yeah. came to this class, and so we're gonna drink some beer and we're gonna talk about dealership detailing. Uh, next week we got a guy named uh, Paul that I've met. Um, Paul created a dent company and grew that massively large, sold out to a, a conglomerate, and has now started another business. So um, we always, like I said, <laughs> we drink about, we talk about beer because that's what. <laughs> Most detailers drink beer or smoke pot. You know, it's one or the other. You know, sometimes it's both. But <laughs> we can't talk about smoking pot, so we're going to drink beer. And uh, we drink beer and uh, talk about detailing. So that's, that's what we do as detailers. So uh, take a listen. It's on iTunes, the Apple Podcasts. It's all over. Um, yeah, it'll be on Spotify also. Pints and Polishing Podcasts. Um, we do different events, which you came to a couple. Yep. SEMA, we do an event. Uh, Mobile Tech, where detailers from all across the country the come in and drink beer. Still, and... It was bigger than I thought. That last one at that draft place, that was. Oh, yeah, that was fun, huh? Yeah, that was. At Mobile Tech? Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Well, one, one question I had is that how, do you, how do you get into these, these places like Mobile Tech? And, you know, stuff like oh, that? you just. There's a really. Up. Yeah, you just sign up. Sign yeah. up. I mean. With SEMA, you're going to have to send in documentation that you're part of. But, I mean, if you're working at a dealership or anything, that's all you got to do is send in a paycheck and, you know, that you verify that you're in the industry. So you work at automotive, you just send them from that, that body shop. Or, so yeah, body shop, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, mobile tech, it's not as invasive. It's just literally just buy a ticket. <coughs> so, but a lot of great information. Cool. Any other questions? We do. That's what we're about to go do. Let's roll. Well, when we're talking Tim about... Tried. Kim, Tim came into a little but it wasn't. I get it. Good enough. All right, so when we talk about ceramics, right, so... There's a ceramics when they really started popping, I don't know, three, four years ago is kind of when they really kind of started coming out. Um, if, if you can remember SEMA three or four years ago, there was one or two. Now if you go to SEMA or Mobile Tech, everybody's got a ceramic, right? Yeah. Which makes sense. It's, it's the next form of paint protection that our industry has. So of course, every company should carry a ceramic. Carbrite, who we distribute for, finally has now released their own ceramic coating that we're told through the grapevine they get it from Egypt and you know whatever like really doesn't matter where ceramics come from it just matters of how you apply it and what your customer expectations are and what you're telling your customers okay so one of the things that when we say a moment ago that this is the best time in the history of detailing for you to be a detailer, one of those main things is ceramic coatings. I did not have the opportunity to sell somebody a detail beyond 125 bucks, 150 if I got lucky for a full detail, All right? That's just the way it was. Now you've got, you mentioned Darren, 
I think when he came on the podcast last year, he told us in 2017, he did over 30 something thousand dollars just in ceramic coatings for 2017 in a town that only has 1600 people and is nothing but farm trucks, feed trucks, and good old Oklahoma dirt roads, red dirt, right? So if you got a guy that's in a small town area like that that's killing it, if you've got any ideas of growing a business, you gotta start doing ceramics, okay? There is a very big misnomer from some of those three or four years ago, some of those early coating companies that started coming out pushed heavily that you have to do what's called paint correction, okay? Why did they say that? I think it was because if they could be the industry first, they were gonna grab some of the, it's where you can literally go around and grab some of the top people that you find, right? So brands like, let's just call it Ceramic Pro, Optico, those were some of the very first big brands. And they grabbed some of the big shops that were doing a lot of work and a lot of marketing and they had a good name, like, and grabbed them and then taught them, okay, well, if you've got a car that's got scratches and it is a high-end, it is a exotic, it's all that, and it's true, if you put down coatings over those scratches, it's going to emphasize them. So if you're gonna be a high-end detailer, you need to get those all the way removed. And if it's a show car and if it's a high-end exotic, then you should spend hours and hours and hours working on this paint, charge the customer $4,000, and there's guys that are making way beyond Darren, they're making that in a month <laughs> off of coatings, doing 100,000 plus just in coating business every year, okay? We're not that, <laughs> in Oklahoma, we don't really have a whole lot. There's a couple shops, right? I mean, there's a couple, which is why I said the coating companies picked Right? I mean, there's a couple detailers that can do that. For the most part, if we want to call us, us, us normal folk, right? We don't really get to charge those type of figures and we just go after good cars, right? It could be Porsches, could be Mercedes, could be people with good money. And it could also be people with minivans. It could also be people with a Nissans or it could be, you know, it could be all kinds of daily driver type people. And so how do we as detailers use the technology of ceramics and the amount of money that we can make off ceramics, but then make it applicable to our customer base, okay? We're not gonna be able to do paint correction on every vehicle because people aren't gonna wanna pay for it, right? Let's define paint correction. Anybody understand what paint correction is? Um, <clears throat> to me, it's a mirror finish. Which doesn't have to be mirror finish, but... Um, because you can turn the lights down and this car looks mirror finish pretty yeah. good. <laughs> um, kind of what, what I've been playing with is trying to keep, work the scratch out, but keep as much of the factory orange peel in it as I can to blend it into the rest of the fender or whatever, I've, whatever panel I've got. So, um, as long as I can make the orange peel match and everything is blended, scratch is gone, then I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. On, on just, a, just a normal base. Yeah. Anybody else? Removing the impurities? Yep. I like both of those. I mean, so 
kind of what we've defined as paint correction is getting 90, 95% of all impurities, imperfections, anything out of the paint. And that's with the light, right? So your lighting could be, I prefer halogen the way my eyes work. You guys should find what works for you guys, uh, whether that's LCD, no, is that right, LCD? Yep. LED. LED. LED, thank you. I was like, no, that's a TV. Yeah, whether that's LED, whether that's another, uh, there's scan grip. Um, there's different brands that have come out with specific lighting for paint correction. <coughs> <coughs> but understand your customer base and understand what they're going to pay for, which is why I said that there's certain shops that can get because they have a customer base that is exotics. They have a customer base that will pay that $2,000, $3,000, $4,000. But for a lot of others, they want what we call a paint enhancement, okay? Your daily drivers, your people, like I said, they might have a nice vehicle. We found that as we started into ceramic coatings, and we, meaning me and DJ, were working hand in hand for a lot of this at the beginning three years ago, was that we would spend, you could spend 10 hours I think on some we spent 12, I mean, almost 14 hours just doing the paint correction because we were using another product and they told us what we had to achieve. And not only was it hard to sell to people here in Tulsa, even if they had a Range Rover that they had just bought six months ago and you know paid a hundred thousand, you know, whatever, to get them to spend the money that we needed to do that full 12 to 14 hours that's hard. Plus, who really wants to spend 12 to 14 hours working on a car? Like, you got to drink a lot of beer in between there. And, you know, it, it took a long time. Or hot chocolate tea. Or, or hot chocolate tea. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, it was a long time to then just get what we got out of it. And when we would do a car and it looked mirror finish, you could put a light on it and didn't see a single imperfection. And then the customer got their key and they said, oh, thanks, looks great. And they hopped in the car and drove off. And you're left with that, I was hoping for a little more. Like, <laughs> Because that's your artist, that's your craft. Yeah. They yeah. just like, uh. They yeah. like it. Yeah. But I just spent 12 hours on your vehicle. I kind of wanted a little bit more. You want you know, that to look at it and kind of yeah. like it. Oh, oh man, it looks amazing, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we started realizing your average person doesn't see what we see. Yeah. And so if I give it a good compound, I give it a really good polish, and then I put on a coating, that customer's gonna love their vehicle. And it only took me four or five hours, so I didn't have to charge and try and charge this two grand, three grand, I could charge more in that five, six, seven hundred dollar range and make a hundred plus an hour doing it. And I could pop out cars a lot quicker and I could turn and make more money. That sounds a lot better than one car for 12 to 14 hours. You just quadruple your time there. Exactly. Yeah. So we really started going with that, a good paint enhancement, and then putting on the coating and it's really helped detailers around the country a lot better. They're starting to produce a lot more work. Their customers are extremely happy and they're getting a lot more done. And so it's all about maximizing the time and what you got. Time is actually our most depleting asset. 
Uh, Tim Ferriss talks about that a lot in, in some of his books and what he talks about. And so if you think about it, you only have a certain amount of time out of your day. How much can you maximize and get done? That's what you should do. And the more you can do in that amount of time means the more money you got in your pocket, which means the more, for me, it was kids, right? I mean, <laughs> it means the more that my family could do and it means the more that we could have a better family life and more of what we want to enjoy. So maximizing what you do in your amount of time is, is really where we want to go. So we're going to take a look at this car. We've got a Nissan. It's black. It's a Nissan Altima. Thank you. Um, this customer is probably not going to pay for a full correction, right? We're not going to pull out wet sand or dry sand. We're not going to go through multiple stages of compound, a couple stages of polish. Um, so we're going to give this a good enhancement and it's really not in bad shape, right? I mean, you got some scratches here and there. Uh, looks like, okay, we'll go with bird poop. I'm not going to argue with you. You sound like you know what you're doing. I'm not going to argue. Um, we turn on the flashlight of our phone. We've got some. We've got some marring, right? Can you guys? Do you guys ever look at paint like that? So you can use your phone, or you can use a fancy light. And so basically, you just kind of move your phone around, and you can kind of catch, catch these small little imperfections, right? You see those? The white dots. Um, no, I'm not talking about the white dots. I'm talking about those are little scratches, little like kind of nick looks. Um, or if the, the car's sitting out in the sun, do you guys ever look at paint when it's sitting out in light and you see like this big giant web? We call those spider web scratches. A lot of people will call them uh, um, swirl marks. They're not swirl marks. Swirl marks are, called, are caused by a rotary buffer. Um, these are just, you could, you could say they're car wash scratches. You could call them beach towel, beach towel scratch. I mean, it's from different ways that people wash or dry their vehicle. And it leaves these small mm, impurities, small uh, scratches, basically. And if you think of a scratch, um, understanding, understanding what, and given that you work at a body shop, you'll probably be able to help. So we've got a base coat, right? Which is the black pigment. Then we have a clear coat that goes over the top of it, right? That clear coat, when it gets a scratch, basically looks like a V, okay? And that's when you shining light on it and we see those little, those little nicks, it's because the light refracts and hits and then we can see that refraction. So what we want to try and do is we want to take that V and we want to smooth it down so that that light doesn't refract off of it and we get a much clearer image of what's underneath, whether that's black paint, blue paint, white paint, whatever. When you can smooth out that clear coat, you get a better image of what's underneath. Make sense? Now your eyeballs hurt. So when you're doing that, you want to make sure the number one thing that you do, whether you use an AMP product, whether you use, I think Barney's now come out, uh, whether you use PCA, you know, whatever product you use, turn the label around, make sure that it says body shop safe. Okay? The reason you want to do that, given that you're from a body shop, it's because that it doesn't contain what? Silicone or fillers, okay? So if you're gonna try and do before a, um, 
before putting on a ceramic, and you're gonna do a good buff, a good polish, you wanna make sure that if you're gonna work on those scratches, that you've removed the scratch, you've leveled them down, and that you haven't just packed in some fillers, okay? So we sell product that does have fillers. Every company has products that sell fillers because a lot of dealerships, car washes or whatever, even for um, production detail shops, just want to put a good polish and wax or something on, right? It's just part of our industry. However, when you get into this part, you want to make sure that you only use a product that's body shop safe so that it doesn't have silicone and doesn't have fillers. So I will make sure that I put, when I remove that scratch, that it's gone. That it's not going to come back. Okay? Make sense? So whatever product you choose, that's where you want to start. Just a good pad, good compound. Remove the compound. Put on a polish. Remove the polish. And then use, I think you use isopropyl. Yep. Isopropyl and water. There's definitely companies that have a prep that you can, you know, spray down. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys will use glass cleaner. They use that alcohol from glass cleaner. You're, you want to make sure you get everything off of that clear coat, that there's no oils, there's nothing on it, so that once you apply the ceramic, you're putting it on raw clear. That's it, bare clear. Okay? So, let's grab, uh, let's grab a polisher. Who wants to be the guinea pig? Oh, I know you do. I can tell. It's only the second? That's, second of many. That's important to being a guinea pig. Well, you don't have to, right? Just, yeah, I know. You got juice? You got juice. Cool. <coughs> All right, so we're going to go with Nissan paint. I'm not going to go with the hard, aggressive... Uh, Pad we've got, which is green pad, it's, it's very aggressive. I'm going to go here with this blueberry pad, which is our, our medium cutting pad. It's a very special color. It's a blueberry color, people call. Um, there's only a couple. Uh, I, I was a little amazed when I found out that there's only two other companies that have that phone. Three other companies, I apologize, that have that phone. So we're only the fourth company to have this blueberry pad. And I'm telling you, as an all-in-one compounding pad, it's phenomenal. Um, Is that what you want to Okay, well, good. Well, you're going to be great. You got a pinch, huh? Um, no, you don't have to do the entire thing. All right, so, no problem. All right, so, um, what's special about it, which is when you felt it, it's got a nice give to it. It's not overly coarse, but yet it's going to do a lot of good uh, work on removing the scratches. And what's very beneficial about it, the reason why we call it a soft paint system, is when you apply this pad on a Porsche, on a GMC, on stuff that has super soft paint, you're not gonna get that heavy marring that you'll find from other pads, okay? So one of the best pads that we've been able to release and one of the best foams that's on the market is this blueberry pad. 
Oh, don't pretend we don't exist. All right, so when you get a brand new pad, all right, we're using Sonax Cutmax. Uh, when you get a brand new pad, you want to prime the pad. So we're gonna put, whether you do dots, whether you do lines, whatever, we're just gonna put a little bit more product than normal. We're gonna get it all around on the pad so that we make sure that the pad is, is well primed and then stick it there on the, the paint. And first, what we wanna always try and do is take your cord and put it up over your shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry, man. That way you don't drag your cord around on the paint. And at first, when we primed our pad, we want to kind of really make sure we get it worked in. You might even turn it on and off a couple times just to make sure you've got product all the way around on that pad. All right, there you go. So with Cutmax, what speed are you on? You're on six. All right, so Cutmax is very special. Uh, Sonax is from Germany, and they have a plant and I can't even remember the name of it but it's in this special it's in this town they're the only ones that dig a mineral out of the ground that they use as their abrasive and it's a diminishing abrasive so there's nobody else that has this technology except Sonax they came to the states about six or seven years ago we met them I think three years ago two years ago or so at SEMA and uh, I wanted to try the XFE when it came out from Flex it's just the first booth I walked up to, started using the tool, and I was amazed at what the product was doing, and I went, hey, where am I? <laughs> How do we talk? You know, so uh, that's when we started picking it up. We still yet to find a compound that works any better. Um, so that's why we continue to sell it. We love it. Um, but one of the things you'll definitely see is zero dustings. Um, and it's easy to wipe off, it's water-based, there's a lot of advantages to Sonax Cutmax. You can buy it anywhere, so, you know, it, it's not that you get a, have to get it from us. I mean, you, it, Sonax owns auto, so, I mean, you can literally get it anywhere. We just, we love the product. Um, so, being that it's a diminishing abrasive, you'll start at about four, four and a half, somewhere around there, and have you done this process before? Do you need help or what? Okay. Okay, no problem. All right, you got your hand here. Let's take our other hand, put her here. All right, so crank her on. And then what I like to do is, yep, turn on the cruise control. Cool. Now, we'll take it and put it in, in sections. So let's say we're gonna do this section. We're gonna come around. We've gone up and down a couple times at that four, four and a half. 
What is the spray? Orange crush. Oh, we're not gonna put orange crush on there. That's, that's, for, that's for cars that are dirty. We're not gonna. We're just doing a polish on the day. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do some alcohol wipes. So, do you have any? Yeah, we got some alcohol. Hang on. I yeah, we'll get you some alcohol. You can spray the alcohol. Oh, I don't know that that matters. Yeah, Did you get? Did you get any more? Yeah, yeah, that's one. Oh, okay. Okay. And I actually noticed how I was pulling down on the So, did you go back to four? Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? That's the first time. First time to use the policy.
that's the heavy. But you start using it, it really softens out. Really? Yep. No, this, this is new to me. Huh? Oh yeah, we've we've just released them recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm this is my first time seeing it. It's a real, it's like oh, a real tight euro Wow. You see that? How to do? Uh, I did really good. good. I just put it there. It's pretty good. I'm back in it. Hey, what? I did really good. I just put this. this These come as a trio. Trio. Three to a pack? No, like we got heavy. Oh, medium. we got heavy, we got medium, no, we got polished and finished. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Do you want to, you think it needs the green? Do you want to use the green? Or is it good? No. Is the blue good? Yeah, it, it was good. It's just when I, when I was wiping it off. I, oh, you I, were scratching I, it? Yeah, I put, I put it on back in it. Yeah. That this happens. is a different type of foam. It doesn't, you want to try the green? I like this. Yeah, we put the green on. Give it a shot. That's what we're here to do is play around. You know, if I, I give that some pressure, that doesn't break down. See here where I stopped Yeah, it's just that the blueberry pad is just, it's normally a go to for a lot of guys. They kind of it's the all around pad. I might yeah. have been the weirdo who sniffed it. Yeah. The weirdo that what? Sniffed it. Sniffed it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need some product? So when you start getting into a little bit of a coarser pad, uh, you'll be able to cut through scratches faster, but we will probably start seeing some marring appear. And I noticed with that one, that one I'm probably gonna generate quite a bit of heat for pretty quick. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so sometimes when you start getting a little bit more aggressive of a, why don't you do that top part up there? Um, a little bit more aggressive of a pad, then your polishing phase will have to. Uh, okay. Yeah, go to that four. Um, your polishing phase might take you a little longer. So it's all about understanding your customer expectations and what they're going to expect. Alright, so how'd the green pad go? Can we get a little towel scratch on there? Yeah, you can, you can you see the difference in the line. Wow. So, the, uh, the green pad, are you saying the green pad's a better pad for this paint? No, the blue pad. No, the blue pad? Because well, you can see the, <coughs> the is there a heavy marring transition. Oh yeah, you definitely can. There's uh there's some definite marring transition from the green pad to the blue pad. Do you see what we're saying? Nope, you, I have no you, idea. You, you can't see it from down there. No, you gotta come up. You gotta look at it up top. So so here not much, and then we come can you see that transition right about there to where there's a little bit more cloudiness? Yeah. 
That's so that's what we call marring. And when you're when you're doing this step, you want to try and do as little bit of marring as you can, but still getting the 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 cut. Okay. And the reason is because here on this side, we can come back with just a good quick polish and we're good. Whereas here, we might have to do two steps of polish. It just just depends to be able to, depends on what the clear how the clear coat reacts to the polishing phase. It might take us longer. We went quicker, we cut out more with our pad, but we might have to go slower with the polish and maybe do two steps. So um, which is why we typically would do and try a couple different pads, a couple different things. I just had a feeling that the blueberry pad would work the best. So um, it, I would have, you know, sometimes it would be nice to get a little bit deeper scratches out, but but not having to chase marring or pigtails. Have you guys ever chased pigtails? Yeah. yeah, that's not fun. Pigtails aren't fun. All right, so let's put the blueberry pad back on. Anybody else? We've got, we got a couple more sections hop on and grab if you want if anybody else wants to play with the tool or we can just buff it out real quick and, and move on it's it's up to you guys i'm gonna keep holding this rag so hey keep holding that rag you're doing a great job no so i, I can wipe off all the white spots all right so we've done our compounding work i'll trade the pads <laughs> I need it. <laughs> All right, so what you'll find, whether or not the pad will tell you, some pads tell you what to do. Some pads, we really wish, I think, I think the, the, the desire for every detailer would be that all pad companies use the same color process, but they don't. All right, so how do you know if you should use the pad for cutting or polishing? All right. The best way to do is you saw everybody has done it is they squeeze it and feel it. Alright, so the more stiff, the more firm, harder the pad is for cutting. As you get down into the polishing process, you want that to get a bit more cushiony. Alright, so as a polishing pad, that's it's pretty cushiony. That's almost like the way some finishing pads are. So it's a very soft polishing pad. We don't have many uh pads And we're gonna use EX0406. Which in German, EX basically translates to DA. So it's a perfect polish for using with a dual action. Once again, you'll find we don't have dusting. Super easy to wipe off. Um, and we're going to get a great jewel. We're going to start that polishing process. So we're going to stay at somewhere at about that four level. And what will be interesting to see, since we've used... Up here, we use that green, more coarser pad. We could see that there's more marring. Um, so based on your question earlier, you said, well, do we have to do something different? We're gonna find out. All right, so let's go over this section. You can do your section and let's see then if, uh, if we can get all that marring out. Um, doing an enhancement, we're not really going to go OCD to where we have to get all the marring back out, but if you start getting into correction, we know that we have to get all that back out, okay? Once again, that's determined on what the customer's expectations are, what they're spending, what we've quoted them. If we're gonna give a good buff and polish, we're gonna stay with that blueberry pad, we're gonna come over with this, and it's gonna be money, all right? So, 
You start off on the same speed as the Yeah, just go at four, don't crank it up or down, just four, hit it some two or three or four passes, and we're ready to rock and roll.